There's a threat in the world today. A threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not found the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Look a man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on, sports world? It is time for Taco Tuesday. Because that guy right there, he's the one. This guy right here, he's the ass. This together is Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank, 3535 East 96th Street in Indianapolis. Our boys right here behind me in Colleen, Texas, Gruntworks Custom Woods, Get your next custom artwork piece done by our buddies at Gruntworks Custom Woods. Ultrasound installations. Call Tony today for your next car audio bumps. What's up, Damon? Hello. Hello. Hey, I just saw Tony. You Again? Yeah. You had to we get more to, stuff uh, done? <laughs> no, we had to make no, we had to make some adjustments. You know, one of one of my uh one of my speakers decided it only wants to work half the time. Ah, so it had a so you got a, a half ass speaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he took care of it for me with some uh some previous stuff going on on the inside with a connection, but he took care of it for me. So we back doing it. Gotcha. Banging black and white sports thieves all through the streets. Okay, I'm right there. I'm you right should. There you should you should go next time you stop at a stop sign or a stoplight and it just turns red then you know it's a long light what you need to do is plug in the phone go to one of our shows and just play the introduction and there's bella on cue with the bunny rabbit outside the back door that she stares at constantly constantly day man i swear that dog doesn't get sleep during the night she stares out the window for a frog and a rabbit every night. <laughs> hey, at least mine's quiet. She's old and quiet. <laughs> yeah, this one's not quiet at all. So, bro, it's uh, our first show after, you know, Father's Day weekend. Dude. So I wanted to make sure that we say happy belated Father's Day to all of our fathers that follow us. And we uh, hope that you guys had that your families took care of you on Father's Day and you got to do something that you wanted to do. You know what I did? <laughs> Nothing. worked. That's what I wanted to do. But you know that what? Awesome. She sent me to go buy an elliptical. I don't know what she's trying to tell me. Uh, you need to get an elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, you got to do nothing. I got to watch the girl hoop. You know I mean? A couple games look pretty good. Uh, for the rust, I think they look pretty well, you know, a couple more weeks and they're going to be in top form. So that's going to be pretty good. And, good you know, deal. uh, we had a, a really good father's day, um, episode last week. Well, we had a cup, we had a uh, couple fathers come on. We had a, one of our sponsors, 
uh, John Wayne Buzzer over at First Financial Bank. And then we had we had a special, special we had a special kind of it was it was don't be a dick day by Sean yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I guarantee you, you guys are going to see and hear more of that guy. Trust I me on that. A feeling. Yeah, I so. got a feeling. <laughs> Jazz hands, baby. <laughs> right. So we uh, we got to uh, you know chat some father stuff. Uh, related to sports and you know our relations as fathers with our kids in sports and you know things like that so it was pretty good and you can always catch any of our episodes on the replay here on uh facebook live and on our website bwsports1.com now damon yes. i think it's time to start the tribute. The tribute of who, Damon? Uh, the tribute to this is where man. I should have had this is where I should have had his introduction music playing. Boom. Yes, yes, terrible. Yeah, when that when that quick. The damn update, man. The damn no, update. That's it. We're update. blaming on the update. I'm blaming, blaming it. On the update. It's all People right. blame shit for the corona for months. <laughs> I'm blaming the update now. Sounds great. Well, here we go. Well, a couple of days ago, the Undertaker, you know, uh, mythical, iconic figure of the WWE, WWF, uh, WCW, NWA, uh, PRA, or the JJ, or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll go over it today. Wow. Too many the acronyms man, for him. Right. There's a whole one. That was naming all the Western organizations that he'd been a part of. But, you know, he announced his final retirement. As you know, when wrestlers retire, most of the time is they're hurt or had a kid or a divorce <laughs> or need a lawyer, <laughs> rehab. <laughs> they always come back bigger with a new persona or whatever. But this one is the final go around for The Undertaker. So us being wrestlers fans, us being Undertaker fans, we felt that Taco Tuesday should be a good time to give him a proper send-off from black and white sports. Mm -hmm. I like it. And you know what? We have special people with us tonight. Well, one's here. I don't know where the other one is, but you know what? This guy right here is special. And I'm going to bring him in with us. <laughs> Mr. Steven Adjami, welcome to Black hey, and White what's Sports. what's up, guys? What? So hey, what's to going be here on? And I'm going to drop a bombshell for you. I think Undertaker will be back. Ah. Match. Yeah. Ah. Well, at least get this one match. Be, because here's the thing. He said, because, you know, he, he won't use the word retire. That's the key thing. But <laughs> he said if Vince needs him, I've seen that. he's going to be there. And uh, personally, now I don't want to get too far into it, but personally, I think he keeps looking for that final – I don't know what he's looking for. And if you watch all five episodes, you see that I don't think he knows, like, you know, when he is going to be done. So I don't know. I don't <sighs> think he's done. I, I think there's one more left in him. I don't know. So, so as you think it's – so you want to think it's like um, how The Rock for a long time would just come back for a match of WrestleMania? Uh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too. That's what that's what scared me. Shawn Michaels was retired for good for years. 
and then came back in 2018 with Triple H against The Undertaker and Kane Mm -hmm. in what was the crappiest match that all four of those guys have put together. They they all brought it up. I mean, in the third episode, I think it was, they all brought it up. They were like, Triple H tore his peck or something. Mm -hmm. Like, at the beginning of the match, Kane loses his mask. You know, Shawn Michaels (laughs) hasn't wrestled in seven or whatever amount of years now was that this so, is was this bald sean michaels or was this, this was bald sean michaels okay. this yeah. was in saudi arabia <laughs> that's right because saudi arabia and wwe unfortunately have a partnership don't uh, if we want to go politics we can because believe me <laughs> i want to go that route with undertaker if you Ooh. watch a lot of his stuff he has a lot of um stuff you know he's on this side of the fence if you could tell what chain i have up you know, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know what your affiliations are, so I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I don't, I hate them all. I don't believe in <laughs> a lot of what he believes. I'll just say, you know, and that is hard for me because it's the Undertaker. I love the character so much. And with social media now, we get to see the person. I don't know how I feel about the person. Like, <laughs> I can't, I don't know. He has a lot of the yeah. back of blue, which is fine, you know, cops and whatever, but then also a lot of Second Amendment stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, what do I, you know, how do I feel about this? Like, I, I, I'm coming to you guys, like, on a couch. How, sh- how should I feel about this? You know, um, here, here's my thing on that, because we don't, we're, we try not to get political, right, on, on the show, but. Like, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good, you're, you're good, good, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, I just don't want to get too political and get off off kilter with this. But my thing is I'm looking at The Undertaker and not Mark Calloway, per se. I'm looking at The Undertaker, the the phenom, the the icon of world wrestling. And I still call it WWF because it's hard to say WWE mean anything because since they changed the name, it sucks compared to what it used to be. But, you better say it. <laughs> I did. I'm just saying I, I'm gonna look we at. We'll stick to Undertaker, Undertaker then, and I won't yeah. go on any we'll more stick, rants. Tonight <laughs> we'll stick to the Undertaker. However, we got something in the works for people, and we might have to uh, let you roll with it on a later date. <laughs> that is I, true. I could. I do I have a good wait. fact about Undertaker, though. So I was at WrestleMania eight. Nice. which was the second match in the streak. And then I was at WrestleMania 30, which was the last match of his streak because he went undefeated at WrestleMania until, you know, Brock Lesnar beat him. But You're bullshit. So I always jo- <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I'm not even joking at that WrestleMania 30. There was people who left and did not come back because that match happened, I think, like third to last or like towards the middle of the night. And I'm not even joking you. I swear people, some people left and didn't come back. But anyways, uh, so I always joke, I would have had just one match off if he would have just started at WrestleMania 8 here at the Hoosier. Well, not at the Hoosier Dome anymore since that's imploded. But that's where WrestleMania 8 was, right? WrestleMania 8 was at um, the Hoosier Dome. uh, But his first one was WrestleMania 7. But yeah, so anyways. My fun fact, whenever I meet The Undertaker... If I do meet him, that's exactly the story I'm going to tell him. Like, you couldn't have just waited one year, one year later to start that streak. Because <laughs> I don't know if many people could have been part of that whole, you know, I was a the fan at that streak. point at that yep. point. So, but yep. uh, yeah. 
anyways. Yeah, the Undertaker was he was one of the guys that started to pull me to the WW WWF at the time because I was okay. not I was not a WWF fan per se. I like characters over there. Uh, but I was an NWA WCW guy. You know what I mean? I'm a flair guy. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a whole. I'm not team. So Hulk. Monday Night Wars. I'm you were team watching flair. Nitro. Yeah, I was watching Nitro. He was watching the Nitro girl. <laughs> so what? Now the Undertaker but we went to, did it. But me and my guys, we went to all of them. You know what I mean? We okay. went to the pay per views for for WCW and WWF. I mean, we were yeah. fans. You know, later on. You know, when the Undertaker started to do his thing, I started to come over. And then you got, you know, Triple H. Well, he was Hunter then, you know, Triple H. And, you know, when he first came in with the tights and the riding boots, you know, and yep. you had and he was Rocky Maivia with the sideburns that came all the way to his nose. You know, that's when I started to him. jump over. Yeah. <laughs> still liked, I didn't know if you came in because, you know, a lot of people like the Undertaker as the American badass where we saw a little more of his – you know, real personality show up. And some people right. say that was their favorite incarnation. It's for me, it's all about the dead man. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about, you know, coffins and, you know, Paul bear and whatnot and brother Kane and all that. So, yeah. I uh, will say that I was yeah. at the raw when he came out, I think it was now my brother saying it was the second night that he actually came out as the American badass. I was for some reason thinking it was the original time at uh, Chico Fieldhouse when he came out on Monday Night Raw as the American Badass. I could have sworn that was the original time he came out, but maybe not. I thought it was his second because he came out as that in the pay per view. Well, then that was the night yeah, before that paper. Monday Night Raw. Right. Yeah. Well, that was cool night. So, yeah. I mean, I I've I've been a fan. Of the well, I can't say I've been a fan, but I remember the Undertaker when he was me, Mark. I, re I remember so that, would have been that. like NWA, those like South, yeah. Midwest, South, or Mid South. Sorry, yeah, it was NWA, um, out of Turner Broadcast, and it was right before they were switching to WCW. Okay. So, yeah, it was uh, they was trying to make that transition because Bischoff was starting to come in and behind the scenes or whatever. But and I think at that time is when they started to get some really good wrestlers, because if you remember, stunning Steve Austin was over there, too. Yep. Well, Ted and Triple H was terrorizing over there. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what, you know, things could have yeah. been if, you know, and because, well, Stone Cold got fired over a fax when he was hurt. So <laughs> I don't think he would have stayed there personally. But, you know, who knows? Like. If you knew what to do, because, um, you know, I was listening to Bret Hart. He finally admitted he should have never went there. You know, that's what's crazy to think. Like, you know, you have Bret Hart who got screwed over by WWF at the time, but then ends up there and doesn't do anything. So, yeah. Um, he got uh, paid. He got paid he got, really he got good. Paid. He, he could have got paid by Vince. So Vince had a pretty good deal for him. He, he had did. to reel it in a, real, a little bit, but, you know. It is, you know, it all it all ended up okay because Bret Hart came back and made up with Shawn Michaels, and you know, it's Bret still seems really bitter. Forty about years things, later, right? Forty <laughs> years later, hey, I mean, if you come back, you come, you know, 
It's all I mean, water under that, the bridge eventually. I mean, that's why I'm holding up for CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting hey, for him to come back. <laughs> well, they just canceled that little show. Who's that? The the little show CM Punk was on that. Uh, yes, uh, backstage. That they yeah. made oh. WWF take him on. Yeah, that's getting canceled. So Fox it's like getting him in. Right yeah, now. yeah. They said yeah. the rate. I mean, and I mean, it was on at eleven o'clock at night. I don't know what they were expecting, you know. And there was no lead. Yeah. Like now, they show old, you know, WWE pay per views or like, but there's no lead into it. You know, there's. So I, you know, I don't know what. Yeah, they, they did. They anyway. did. They did zero marketing because I think all because CM Punk was on there. <laughs> but, well, he he's the guy that MMA really got fight me back either, in. Though. You know, I was kind of a casual fan because I didn't have cable for a little bit, and then once CM Punk dropped that pipe bomb in 2010, I was like, "All right, that was I, I need to I need to tune in like now because there's something here, and you know that kind of got me wanting to podcast about it, wanting to blog about it, wanting to really you know go to New Orleans for WrestleManias and. Go, you know, Monday Night Rawls when they come and watch as much as I could. So I give him a lot of credit. And then, you know, guys his size were starting to make like Daniel Bryan and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So those two guys for me really brought my love even more so. You know, my house is ridiculous. People don't believe me. Like, they come to my house and they're like, what is this? This is. It's like a kid's house because you got too many wrestling figures and Funko Pops around. So you tell them not to, not to worry about it, damn it. I go, this is my money. This is my retirement fund. Right. So, All yeah. right. So um, uh, does did either one of you know where Mark Calloway played college basketball? Texas Western. Close. I got the notes. I got the notes, and I didn't know until I looked at them. I only know because he showed a picture of it in the show. Ah. Yeah, Texas Westland. Westland. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. He had a he had a full ride, right? I think they. Yeah, full ride. Full ride, and he was going to be a sports agent, sports agent or management. Well, he 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 agent. uh, Yeah, blah. He sports managed his career pretty damn well. All right, so here we go. Let's get into some good stuff with Mr. Mr. Undertaker. The well, meat and potatoes. Well, he is the longest tenured wrestler in the WWE. He's been there 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. And as long as you think that Flair's been wrestling, he's, like, not in and out. He's, like, been gone a whole bunch. But with him, he's, like, 30 years. Here you go. Well, right there. So Flair was uh, Flair spent a good time in the WCW, whereas Undertaker kind of was there for maybe less than a year or so before he jumped yeah, to like WWE. six months or something yeah. like that. Thanks to yeah. Paul Heyman. Thanks to Paul Heyman, who had a different name back then. <laughs> was it Brother Holly Love? Dangerously? Well, Brother Love has something to do with too. I think his name is no, Pritchard. that was uh, Richard uh, Pritchard or something. Richard Pritchard, yep. There you go. Yeah. And he is uh, over SmackDown and Raw right now, so he's still in the poll because wow. they said Mr. Pritchard is the biggest yes man ever. So that's why he's still got a job. That's why he's still got a job. Unfortunately, there you go, dude. Love. If you want, if you want all these little inside stuff, just yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that that is, hold on, Stephen. You got to save him, man. You got to save I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. He's got. Uh, what six time he was a WWE tag team champion? 
Name is Ford. name is partner, Stephen. Obviously, Kane was one. Kane was one. We got Stone Cold was one. Uh, Big Show was one. We're asking. I don't have this in my notes, so I'm totally you have, asking. Do you, have the, do you have the notes? Oh, no, you don't have the notes. I don't have no this. Nope. Okay, I, I was no like, I don't have Google on me. I didn't go to Google yet. I know those. Yeah. Are, I know for sure Stone Cold and, of course, Kane. Yeah. And we had Big Show trying to remember who else he would have tagged with because uh, uh, was it Edge? Was it Ray Mysterio? I know he had a match with Ray Mysterio because he always talked about loving to work with smaller guys because you got that dynamic of like you know you could really little. big little and you know you could sell for them and really get a crowd like him and Jeff Hardy yeah. at that Raw where you know that's when Jeff Hardy started taking off is that when Jeff Hardy was drunk or drugged up and he looked like total crap out there? That wasn't uh, that no, that cool. was a TNA event where uh, he was going to get Sting. Ah, and he came down the rampway and like I stumbled. The everybody whole way. kept telling him, "You better not go out there." And like, yeah, Sting, yeah, Sting put him in the, like the Scorpion Deathlock, and like he tried to tap out, and he just like kept pushing him back down, like. Just counted like the ref counted the three. It was almost like a screw job. Yep. And yeah, they hey. yeah. They, sorry. Time out. Yeah. Uh -oh. Time out. Uh oh. <laughs> Listen. Mike Tomlin calling time out from the no. sidelines. Why is one of our guests commenting? <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I sent him the link twice. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Who knows? Oh, I was like, I I'm, I'm just talking. Sorry. No, you're good. There's another guest. There's another guest. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, mankind, he said. Mankind, mankind, yes, yeah, Mick Foley, yeah, that's right, yeah, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack, yeah. dude, love mankind at the time, or brother love, not brother, Bro yeah, no, brother, he's dude, dude love. love, the other guy was dude brother love. love, that's right, brother love is who introduced Undertaker at Survivor, yes, Series yes, as part of the million dollar team, yeah, they yeah. said DiBiase million dollar team, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, I so can do that. That's, that's why I said too. I think Undertaker needs to retire at Survivor Series. That would make he, sense. I mean, that would make total debuted, sense. But Survivor Series, you know, with a Hell in a Cell match yeah. against Sting. there's a lot. <laughs> uh, let's see what else he's I'd got. Like he's it. got. He's got four-time WWE champion. Yep. He's been three-time World Heavyweight champion. That's the big belt. That's Rick's belt. That's that's Rick's belt. Yep. <laughs> There's Rick's belt. That's the big belt. And let's see, he has won the Royal Rumble once, which I think is a sham. The Royal Rumble is bullshit anyway. Yeah. And yeah, but he doesn't see, win that. And he was WCW tag team champion too once at mm -hmm. the end. Well, not the end of WCW. That was during the takeover. Him and oh, Kane. Okay. Like the invasion. Him and Kane went back yep. to the invasion. Yeah, him and Kane Who'd went they back take to it the from? Uh, what was it Harlem it? Heat? No, it was. Lumbo and somebody or. Oh, man, you might. Yeah, uh, wasn't it right. Lex Luger and somebody? Mm. Well, Lex Luger uh, never came over in the invasion. I know for sure. He was never. No, nah, he didn't because he was on trial for killing Miss Elizabeth. It was all because like when the invasion happened, remember, that was all like. 
Billy Kidman yep. and uh, Chris uh, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Uh, ta- or, uh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Um, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a bunch of Sean Stasiak. Like they had all these guys that, because Rick, you know, Flair never came. I mean, Hogan, I guess, came eventually, but <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't get the. Uh, they didn't get the big people they fought. So, who was? Well, go on, Damon. You still got you still got a list of a plethora. Hey, of, hey listen, what? I got it. What? what I got one. I got a trivia for him. What Uh-oh. was he? I'm now we know it. him as Me Mark. We know him as the Undertaker. We know him as the American Badass. We know him as the Dead Man, the Phenom. That was just a nickname. That wasn't like his. <laughs> <laughs> so he had another gimmick that what I don't was... know. <laughs> he has another name. What was it? You don't know it? I have no idea. He was well, in New Japan Pro in... Wrestling. Can you, right. do you have any clue? New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, he was. Wow. No, no clue at all. I didn't know this either. <laughs> that was a part of his transition from WCW into uh, okay. WWF. Okay. When they was, you know, put him in different places to get him WWF ready. His name was the Punisher Dice Morgan. Hmm. So stupid. All right. <laughs> yeah. And he, I know originally he was going to be Kane the Undertaker. Yeah. Like his yep. whole name was good. And that's why they ended up going with, you know, um, Ice, or uh, whatever, Glenn Jacobs, sorry, ended up becoming Kane. His. After his, he, after he was a, a, a freaked out dentist, right? Wasn't yes, he a he was dentist? Isaac Yankum, and yes. he was fake Diesel. Yes, he was. That was pathetic. When Diesel and Razor and Ramon Razor swapped, made, oh my god, yeah, that was the made, worst. Fake. That they was the worst. Two with Jim Ross, and yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's great. I We're going that. so deep, but and then of course WCW made a Jim Ross character that was making fun of Jim Ross. So yeah. yeah. Stuff back then, yeah, I don't know if they could get by with it as much now. But oh no, oh, oh, no, 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 everybody's too butthurt now. Man, well, I still think you got to think they had Eugene, who was a hint, you know, a special uh-huh. head type wrestling character. I'm like, man, can you imagine like Vince McMahon trying to, you know, say, yeah, this is what we're gonna do with you? Yeah, <laughs> we, we got you know, make a wish. Foundation that we're you know founding with. That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. Am I right, Steve? That's so, what he did. Eugene, he, was, he had the curly long hair. He, he, he kind of looked yeah, like he Boink. A, he was a uh, yeah. It was kind of wow. shut up, Damon. <laughs> never. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. said it best. You never go full. <laughs> yeah, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Never go full. You can't say that word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but okay, let's go into some of our our favorite moments. Uh, talk about the Undertaker. Um, there was a time in the WWE, or the, it was it was still WWF at this point, that I thought that me was probably one of the funnest times being the Undertaker fan was doing the uh, the ministry. Mm. Yep. That was fun. You know, regardless of him sending Kamala, the Uganda giant, screaming and running, this 900-pound African-painted black man running through the stadium because he came out of a casket. That was hilarious. But that whole thing with the ministry and the higher power, man. With Stephanie and 
yeah, how Vince and the played. Oh, yeah. Everybody, man, that was crazy. How do you crucify somebody on national TV? They did. <laughs> how do you cru- how do you crucify the owner's daughter right. on national TV? Not just anybody. <laughs> the owner's daughter. You put her on because, a cross. Because he's say, the okay, higher power. I, well, it's said, funny because oh. looking back on that now, they said they. I don't think they had an idea who they wanted mm-hmm. for the higher power. So that's why they're like, oh, Vince will just do it because it's Vince. Right. Like they honestly didn't know where that was going. <laughs> He's a total asshole. He'll fit the bill. He'll fit the bill. <laughs> it's just Christine, oh. you know, Stone Cold. So, but anyways. Hey, man, it was it was freaking perfect because I remember watching it because they had the whole ceremony and everything. Everybody walked down in all black mm-hmm. and yep. uh, Bradshaw and Farouk, the APA. They was all out there. Everybody was all. Ugh. Well, you had Edge and Grant, Gangrel and Christian, who were the brood the at brood. the time. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, the, the, the best thing that came out of the ministry era was the rated R yep. superstar. Edge was nice, man. I mean, I think that, honestly, I think that. Undertaker being the judge of WWE or what do they call him? Isn't he the, the, the judge in the backstage yeah, or whatever? Yeah. So I think he saw these guys and was like, man, you know, Gangrel, he's just with them for the fun. I get it. So let's bring mm-hmm. Edge and Christian and bring that guy too. But I see something in these two. And then he probably, and I don't know the backstory on this. I have not seen the last ride. I definitely want to. Steven, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, I don't know if they talk about this at all, but that time the brood bringing up Edge to become what he is today. I don't. Okay. I don't know if they thought about that that in depth. I know later on Edge want like Taker wanted to work with him because if you think about it, like Taker really like wrestling wise, you know we don't talk about his matches until after two thousand five. You know, like you talk about the two Shawn Michael matches, you talk about the two Triple H matches. He had Hell in a Cell match here at SummerSlam in 2008 with Edge. That was ridiculous. They tore open one of the cell sides, and then he got choke slammed. He choke slammed Edge to Hell and put mm. through the ring at the end of the match. So yeah, <laughs> it's funny to think like Taker wrestling. You know, you don't really think about till, like I said, 2000 ish on, and like you know, he wanted to work with Batista. He wanted to work with Edge. Uh, I think just out of curiosity, why did he want to work with Batista as much as he did? I think he's, I think everybody saw something in Batista. I really do. And I've seen it. I think, you know, it's funny with Batista. I don't know if like you guys know, like he came in at like 30 something, like he came in late. You got to think some guy like Ray Mysterio started at 16, 15 and had to lie to say he was 18. And they let him work in like Mexico, but I think people saw. I mean, because Batista, he could work, he could talk, and obviously look at him. I mean, you know, he's definitely a specimen like myself. I, I was gonna say he's got like you know muscles like me, but you know, I you know, I wasn't gonna I, downplay your muscles. People saw. I think a lot of people saw something, and I you know, like I said, I've seen. I think Batista and Batista improved so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of saw where he went and. He was just a power, but he could work with Mysterio. He could work with Eddie Guerrero. He could work with Edge. So I think people saw that he was willing, you know, to do that. And the the evolution, he was with Orton, Ric Flair, and Triple H. And that's the thing, too. If Triple H uh, believes in you, then obviously 
everybody's going to fall in line. You know, well, they know. better. So, yeah. <laughs> and Triple H knows, I you on that. He knows the business. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to give him, you know, believe in him. So, well, I mean, he is uh son in law. I think right. he's replaced, I think he's replaced Shane. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, when, when Vince dies, the, the business is going to Triple H, not Shane. Oh, yeah. Shane yeah. It, but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, since we're talking about that that time, I mean, he's not Edge is probably the most recognized of the people that were affected by that group. Um, you know, you look at Christian, you know, Edge and Christian, you know, was a I mean, was a tight a tactic that I feel that people didn't get a whole lot. They got credit, but I didn't think they got the credit that they should no, have they gotten. Didn't. Like uh, the Rockers or the Hardy you know, Boys at the, the same Hardy. time. Yeah, I think Hardy people. Are, I think people now that they look back on it, I think they are giving them. You know what I'm like? I mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. I think Edge and Christian will go in at some point, maybe in the Hall of Fame because as a tag team, in, but as a tag team because Edge is already in by himself. Right. Yeah, they got to. If, they have to. I don't know if Christian on his own would not on his own. Doable. I think he'd have to. It'd have to be him in. And even Christian, I don't know if ever wins a world title if Edge doesn't get hurt and has to retire. Honestly, so good point. Good point. That's good a point. Other, <laughs> That's another conversation. <laughs> we got episode right. for hey. days coming up, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what was since we're since we're into into our favorites and the things that we like is no. What was your Dan? What was your favorite? Undertaker moment, not uh, match moment. Honestly, storyline, storyline. Story well, no, I'm gonna say the, the my favorite moment was being at Conseco Field House on Monday Night Raw, and the music dropped, the lights go down, and you hear that, thum, and it went into the the the. I mean, he was the American badass at that time. That wasn't my favorite character of his, but man, that was probably the best moment that I couldn't remember just because he got that crowd electrifying. I mean, I'm sitting with my brother. Uh, I think it was with Kyle Miller and David Tankersley and my brother and me. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden the, the lights drop. The, you hear that thunk. You know, I, I think it said, uh, uh, here's our return or something to I'm back or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you hear this, <laughs> and he rolls out. Man, that was just freaking awesome. Steven. Uh, I'm talking to, trying to get Jordan on. Oh, I you know what? The, oh. I sent him the link again, but it looks like he's That's gone. That's the third time. Third time. <laughs> Steven, what's your – Make sure you do it in the internet. internet Gosh, on, you know, uh, it's, these it's these Purdue people. <laughs> there you go. So, so Steven, what was, what's your, your storyline moment? Not match, but storyline yeah, moment. Uh, the probably the moment would be, I mean, WrestleMania 29 was with the match with Punk, and Paul Bear had just passed away. So, like, Undertaker got the urn back. And I thought that was real because, you know, Undertaker, like, gives a lot of credit to Paul Bear for his career. 
Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Taker lived his career or lived the character and really, you know, saved or um, protected that character. Because, you know, now he's doing all this stuff on Instagram, on Twitter and doing documentaries. But, you know, just five years ago, we wouldn't have heard a peep from the man behind the character. So uh, I think for me, WrestleMania 29 with the match with CM Punk and he got the, you know, got the urn back and got to do a little tribute to Paul Bearer. I thought that was really something. And then, like, you know, personally, probably there was one where um, I think it was a Raw. He was going to do a, this, I forget, it was the first or second match with Shawn Michaels. But, like, me and my brother started to leave for a minute to go to the merchandise because we're like, oh, it's like a commercial break. And as soon as we heard the gong, we're like, oh, no. Like, we booked <laughs> it back and, like, had to make sure to get back because, we, you know, that the Undertaker entrance, like the dead man, I mean, people still go – like crazy for that they get out their phones they get up you know turn on their flashlights on the phone and like just i mean it like like he joked he's like i could probably be coming down at wrestlemania 40 in a walker and people are still going to be like you know mesmerized because it's just something about it yeah and it just the the lights yeah yeah so damon what's your favorite moment you have one um i did it oh he does yeah he said the ministry Oh, that was the moment. Okay. He started. My bad. My bad. Because because that whole time frame, you know what I mean? How you went from the ministry to the corporate ministry and corporate ministry and Triple H coming to, you know, Stone Cold saving uh, Saving Stephanie from the cross. You know what I mean? He got on the cross. They put him on the cross. I mean, that was probably some of the funnest time. That was the Attitude Era. That was some of the funnest time for the W. I mean, they was doing all kind of shit. <laughs> they were. Night, you, did, you didn't really know what was, you know. It's, it's obviously, it's lost that. But And what's funny is I thought wrestling would kind of be more mainstream now with Twitter, with Instagram. And like, like I said, these characters are showing their personalities. Uh, we got Xavier Woods, who has a popular YouTube channel. You know, you got all these other wrestlers starting their YouTube channels and show. But you know, it still seems like wrestling is the, you know, stepchild of sports. Because it's funny because everybody's uh, like, "Oh, there's no live events on." I'm like, "Shoot, turn on Monday night. You can watch Raw. There's no fans there, but it's still on. Like some of it's taped, you know, because they, you know, you're still trying to be, you know, cognizant of what's going. Well." They're not that cognizant of what's going on, but they're trying to, you know. <laughs> right. I guess. I mean, but, but yeah, like listen. I mean, wrestling, wrestling, this form of wrestling is not a sport. It's sports entertainment. But I'm not gonna say these cats aren't athletes uh-huh. because the what you put your body through and some of the physical feats that you have to do, you have to be an athlete. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could label it, you know, really a sport, but it's more of an entertainment because oh, yeah. if and it was a true sport, you know what I mean? You hit somebody with a chair, bro, they're not going to get up and win this match. Nah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You know what oh, I mean? I know, yeah. you know, what's funny is ESPN started to give some, like, love to rest, you know, WWE for a little bit. And then it just kind of went away. So that's why I was like, you know, I'm not saying they need to like, you know, show up on ESPN Sports Uh-oh. Center, but you know, oh, 
but give a you know yeah. give a little love here and there. So yeah, I I'm with you on that. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it'll never happen. I know. But these wrestlers now, they don't have. I mean, I'm sure there's some dynamic characters, but when I peep in here and there. Like, I can't even get my son to be interested in it no more. And I try to watch it a couple times. These guys now are just not like them. We don't have any Stone Coles. We don't have any Rocks. We don't have any Undertakers. We don't have any Flares. We don't have any... Uh, well, you do have a Flare. I mean, we don't have any... Well, you do yeah. have a we don't have any book. We don't have any Booker T's. You don't have these, these personalities that just draw people in you know what i mean true. and i give you that Wayne brian is the most boring this cat oh get out of here bro and then your moves suck your finishing moves suck who's that <laughs> daniel brian all all of them all the, yeah. the best move now is still the rko which is the diamond cutter which is which you know is whatever that's what i mean that's what that's what you know that's what i feel i mean there's guys i get behind there's guys i feel like they're not showing enough because either vince isn't letting them show enough or they're not com you know confident enough i don't know but because that's what Stone Cold's brought up a few times. Like, these cats just got to go out there and do it, you know. Uh, what do you say? Uh, apologize later. Like, ask for permission later or whatever, you know, do whatever. And then, but like you said, I get it, you know. I, I personally find guys, but like I said, I think now I'm almost rooting for the person behind the character because we're seeing these people. And, what, and I see their stories about, like, how much they've grown and whatnot. So I think... I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of mixed about where I, my fandom lies. Yeah, my fandom will always lie with the character. I can care less about their lives. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that in no, no disrespect yeah. to any of them. You know what I mean? I mean, Stone Cold is one of my favorite. I can give a shit that you got five what? shows on the on the the value channel. What? <laughs> what? We lost what? What? Oh, he's back. <laughs> what? You know what? I mean, I just stuff like that. I can care less. But if you come back to the ring as Stone Cold, I'm right here. <laughs> All right. So here's the well. He was there. He was there on March 16th. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Here is the question he didn't do of the wrestling, night. But sorry. Here's the question of the night, Steve. Your number one. Undertaker match of all time. Uh, that's the second match with Shawn Michaels. Okay. I think everything was right there. I really thought that you know that might not have been the end of Shawn Michaels, but it was. So, yeah, that that one, like him and Shawn, really had, you know, they had the chemistry even back in the late nineties because uh, they did the first Hell in a Cell match ever, and it, Shawn Michaels was not in good shape then. Like, his back was jacked up. But, uh, yeah, so I think those two, you know, the second match with him really told the story and just was ridiculously good. So I think it was WrestleMania 26. My WrestleMania okay. start, start mix. I start confusing them because they all run together. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Damon. What was your uh, favorite match? Hey, man, my favorite match was the one with him and Kane, man. The Inferno match? 
is him and Kane, bro. You know, what I mean, there's so many, so many, but it was just, you know what I mean, because you know, the match with him and Edge, you know, that was good. The Stone Cold, the Rock, you know what I mean, but the Kane match because of all the the brother stuff and the the Paul Bearer switches, you know what I mean? That was just, oh, yeah. And they just, you know what I mean, at the time, The Undertaker was just ransacking everybody in the WWF. There was just nobody. And then here comes Kane, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit taller, younger brother. You know what I mean? It was perfect. But the damn man rocks. <laughs> All right, my favorite, you? my favorite, and you cannot forget this match. And it's just because of how awesome it was to see somebody thrown from a 30-foot cage to the announcer table. Then not only did he get back up and get back on top of the cage, that part was, was ready. That was scripted. The part that was not scripted was being choke slammed through the top of the cage and falling on his head, damn near killing him. And don't forget, Undertaker jumped down and almost it landed on well, him. killed his ankle, sprained his ankle because <laughs> he landed wrong and yep. he still continued the match. Yep. Mankind yeah, and Undertaker, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, the original. Hell in the Cell match? No, no. Remember that was with HBK at Bad ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, because yes. that's when Kane. That was the first. Yeah, that was when Kane came out. That's ripped right. off the steel cage. That's and, right. That's right. So, but, so yeah, see, but, mine is my favorite became prior to two thousands. You know, let's ninety seven, ninety eight. Yep. Okay. See? And what's funny with that match is I always say that's my favorite McFoley moment, but. I mean, how it's can it not be? The dude got his ass right. thrown, right. man. Right. Mm -hmm. Twice. I have so many big Foley's, but I'm going to throw the whole thing off. Man, my big uh -oh. Foley was the, was the rocket sock, bro. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. And that, it this is your life. That so segment. Much. I mean, it pissed him off so much. <laughs> and Foley and The Rock had some good matches. Like yeah, the Royal Rumble match where like he handcuffed at him and just started, you know, beating the crap out of him with that steel chair. This is my so, sock, yeah. though. That's a good sock, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I think see. I think Mick Foley is we somebody that too, I was gonna say Go I ahead, think Mick Foley is somebody that's underappreciated, honestly, because he puts over everybody, you know, and just got over somehow. I mean, we don't, you know, he, you know, I, I think people respect him, but I, he never, he's never going to be in the greatest of all time conversation or even, you know, what, top 20 if we want to go that way. I would you know, definitely put, I would definitely put him top 20. Hmm. I would definitely put him top no, 20. Yeah, I just don't know. I that's mean, what, you know, with the, with the combined of the characters, you know, Cactus mm -hmm. Jack, you know, um, uh, bang, bang, love, dude, love. Dude, you do love, I mean, really, and Mick Foley, you know, just the matches with him and Terry Funk. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. This dude is Hall of Famer all day. I mean, top 20 all day. Well, his in his WCW run, I haven't really watched much of that, but, man, people talk – I mean, he was doing that stuff then with Vader, mm -hmm. 
He mm. broke his nose. Like when Va- he told Vader, just keep punching him in the corner, breaks his nose. And he's like, just keep punching me. You hey, know, look so. at this dude. Man, I didn't even, I'm not going to bring him in. We're about to sign off. I'm not bringing him in. <laughs> look at this dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there we have it. You know, a little talk, a little chit chat about the Undertaker's retirement. <laughs> did you put quotations behind? He did put quotations. <laughs> Retirement, because obviously he's going to have another match at WrestleMania. <laughs> as long as it's not or against Brock Lesnar. As long as it's not yeah. against Brock Lesnar. He's, got it, he's already got over on Brock Lesnar. He's good now. Hey, Man, I've never been a fan of Brock He went to the UFC ever, as you as – as uh, it was against Kane, wasn't it? Wasn't that when he got his ass beat by Kane Velasquez in the, in the oh, UFC? He walked yeah. out and he passes by the Undertaker. You want to go? <laughs> he said, Of course, it was, it was, it was scripted, you know, of course it was. But he said, but If man, it was I, I mean, three years Brock, earlier, he would have been in there. But man, Brock Lesnar during that small, like the first run he had, oh, shoot, he was he was something else, really, though, yeah. The best thing about Brock Lesnar is Sable. Sable. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? <laughs> right? I mean, Man. is he like 30 years older than he is? Man, Mark Marrow's mad still. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I don't know. Undertaker ain't doing too bad with Michelle McCool, so. No? And that's another one. I'm like, where? <laughs> how did that, like, you know. How does that even work? I mean, that, isn't this girls her age? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. And hey, I'm not hating. Yeah, I'm not hating on crazy. it. He's got a six-year-old daughter. There ain't no way I'd be fifty-some years old. Because in one of the episodes, in one episode, the six-year-old daughter gets mad because uh, Taker beat John Cena at WrestleMania 34. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to like, he's like, tell her, oh, it's okay, like, but. That's Man, good. John Cena is terrible. That's my son's dude. I mean, yeah, he's terrible. He wouldn't have made it in the eighties. <laughs> Shoot, he would have made it. He would have been big in the eighties, wouldn't he? Well, I'm just saying, if yeah. he was in that era, he wouldn't yes, have made yeah. it. Who, Stephen? Who am I? There you go. That's the warrior. Bam! Ah, Damon. Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> listen. He only gave you half of it. You didn't hear him try to talk. Warrior. Yeah. Oh God! Look, that's the most terrible ultimate warrior. Oh God! No one agrees with him. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know, here's here's a bombshell. I don't. Under Ultimate Warrior wise, I don't know about him. I was never, never a big oh. Ultimate Warrior fan. I wasn't that was either. My guy. That was my I guy. was a Hogan guy, so like I felt yeah. like I couldn't like Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a warrior. And then guy. I know in your WCW days, we obviously saw what happened with them too. That yeah, that was, was Halloween Havoc. I think it was. Yeah, that was that was bad. So, that was bad. But anyway, my, my I, I really was and Sting. I really and I wish Sting and Undertaker would have been in a WrestleMania together. You know what? I I don't know. I still hold out something that that might happen because now they're doing these whole cinematic matches. Where they're just Bro. filming, like I like it. Yeah, Bro. I mean, we don't need Flair near any type. No, of No, not Flair, Sting. No, he said Sting. 
I'm good with Sting. Yeah. Sting and Undertaker. You know how he much hated Vince, so. Oh, yeah. Sting. Well, he got it. He got into WrestleMania against Triple H, what, 2015, 2016, something like that? And they didn't do him. And they didn't do him. And he lost. (laughs) And he got got the fight for the title once against Seth Rollins. It got hurt. Yep. Couldn't come back and had to retire. So, yeah. yeah. Sting was it. Sting was the man. So, hey, um, all right. Guess yeah. we're not taking a shot. We've got yeah. our uh, party uh, shot. <laughs> I don't have my shot tonight. That's a Wednesday night live thing. I can't do it on Well, then it's just that. us. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, we appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, make sure to – hold on here. Make sure to click right there on Twitter. There Follow him, so- Steven, A1181. Twitter handle right there. You folks may be seeing more of this guy right here. Hey man, I'm great. D D friend Jordan. He said, <laughs> he said John Cena is. I don't know if that's is the beast or is the best, but either one is the beast. Huh, you're like you're <laughs> like it says the beast, but I don't know if he's supposed to be saying the best. So I don't know. Either way, I might unfriend you. He's <laughs> sipping on the Kool-Aid tonight. <laughs> Steven, you got anything else you want to uh leave us with? I just want to say thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really glad to be able to talk to here. And you know, I I don't I haven't talked wrestling as much, so it's nice to just sit and chit chat Taco Tuesday about That's right. uh, about wrestling. Taco Tuesday. I love saying it. I just love saying it. And John Cena is a terrible actor. Uh, <laughs> oh, he says, part, yes. a beast. And you're still wrong. That's that Purdue education. Anyway, folks. <laughs> Steven, appreciate it. We'll definitely be in touch for more. We got some things in the works. Thank you again for doing the last minute deal and joining us. And I hope you had a good time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Nice meeting you, bro. Nice Virtually. You. This, is, this is social distancing right here. I'm shaking hands. There you go. Steven, have a good one, man. You too. Bye. Damon, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, We need to get some wrestling talks going. I like the ideas. Not going to say anything anymore because we got to wait. Got to wait. Got to wait. Zip it, Dan. But we do have a special announcement for you guys tomorrow. Yes, we do. Get high. Get high. That's right. That guy right there is the one. I don't know what the hell he's trying to do. Anyway, I'm the ass. This has been Black and White Sports Taco Tuesday. Powered by First Financial Bank, 3535 East 96th Street in Indianapolis. These guys right here, Gruntworks Custom Woods. Check them out for your next work. No. That's worse than any Ultimate Warrior impersonation I have ever done in my life. Damon, don't do that again. I was was trying to be the (laughs) rock making fun of the big show. Yeah, he still didn't do it right. (laughs) Constipated Popeye. That is awesome, John. We can't forget our friends over at Ultrasound Installations. Ultrasound Installations, get a hold of them. Tony is awesome. Get a hold of them for your next car audio installation. Damon, but can't wait till tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. 
I guess that's next time I'll see you. And we will see you then. And as always, Damon, what do we do? We keep indie sporty, baby. Jasmine. Pew, pew. The ass of the hey. pew, pew girl. Peace. Peace.